0: This is the Chatter with Chad podcast. I'm your host, Chad Russell This week, we have a ghost hunter, Billy. Well,
1: thanks for coming. Thanks for having me.
0: How are you doing today? Good. First time on a podcast.
1: It is my first time on a podcast.
0: Now, everybody is interested in the ghost hunting. Everybody. I have... It's one of those things where I have uh, people that listen to this, too, that since doing the podcast have come to me and talked to me about and telling me uh, ghost hunting they've done. And these are people I would have never expected would have been into anything like that. So this is definitely uh, a wanted conversation people have been asking me for. Everybody keeps telling me about the ghost stuff. So I wanted somebody on here that uh, knew some stuff about ghosts and has done some trips with me.
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. I think everybody has a good ghost story. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, we got the videos online of me running away from stuff. I found that.
1: I keep that on my phone.
0: I, I found that video uh, on my Facebook. I actually recently started not cleaning out, but just pay, paying more attention, I guess, to social media. And I saw that video on there, and I watched it, and it cracked me up. And I was like, I, I, almost, I need a, a hard copy of that.
1: I can definitely do that.
0: So, any new ghost hunts?
1: I've been looking. It's been a little slow. Kind of reaching out to people and not really responding.
0: Different places or people in particular? Uh, both. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, have you started going through any of our stuff from uh, the manor?
1: I did go Was through. The Greenville Manor? Yes, from the Greenville Manor. I did go through a few. I found a couple um like weird sounds or you guys would ask a question and something would answer back
0: uh, i'd be interested to hear it i've never i there's so much i mean i've gone through some of it but there's there's a lot of different stuff um, in the video and i mean there's hours hours of stuff it's very you almost need a team
1: time consuming because you could take a, just a minute section of that and spend an eternity going over it detail to detail from the video to the voice recordings to just the recordings on the video yeah so did
0: was there anything about that experience that really stood out to you anything that you remember that
1: um i i thought it was cool i think it'd be neat to go back a second time after knowing more about the building. And sort of already getting a layout of it, and having like another night there to really jump in. Is it just one night there? Yeah, we just spent one.
0: Yeah, you didn't. You weren't at Crescent. That was three, I think. I think they were ready to pack up and go home by no, day. No, I was one. so sad. I
1: missed that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that one was a good one. Um, the Manor. I mean, I remember. Do we ever were we ever able to figure the debacle of what that noise was? At the Manor. Yeah. No? We have any video of it
1: too. I don't think we were We have some video of us leaving. Um I think that was the first thing we caught. It was when we left and the camera moved. Like it it was the one at the
0: bottom of the steps. Yes, it
1: physically moved. It didn't just like unfocus itself. It physically moved. And you can hear us going like Bye, see you later and and
0: closing the door. And you can hear a noise right before it moves, too, can't mm-hmm. you? Like a, there's like a click, and then the camera moves. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of unexplainable. I mean, we didn't, it would be nice to have our access to the basement. We were invited to come back. It would separate. be nice
1: to have access to the basement.
0: We were invited to come back and explore the basement. And I'm
1: not so sure that smell is uh, sewage. Remember, they kept telling us the smell. Oh, it's just the sewer. It's just the sewer in the autopsy room. It's just the sewer. That's not sewer smell.
0: You don't think so?
1: No, not after working where I work. There's definitely a distinct
0: odor of death. Well, it could just be lingering in the room. That's what I
1: think. I think it's just like inundated in that room. I mean,
0: especially, I mean, it could be absorbed into the wood, the wall. I mean,
1: that was pretty cool. I wish they wouldn't have had it, like, so full of stuff and we could
0: well, they explore. That,
1: that they yeah. had a sign in there. Yeah, they had bought, like, some historic sign that they were, like, refurbishing or something. And we couldn't really get into the room to really explore that. I think, I mean, that's what made the funeral home. The funeral home was, like, that center hub of...
0: Where the bodies were prepared. Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes the funeral home. Now, there are... We, we have to look... There's some ghost trips here in Lidditz, They're doing the Historical Society. Um, They do it around Halloween, but I think they're starting this month, Dave said. So that would be something, maybe go on a trip around. It it, it would help to kind of get some connections in there to have somebody to talk to. The Historical Society wouldn't be a bad start.
1: Yeah, I think it would be good to get in with somebody who's well-established, in the paranormal communities.
0: What's your belief with the paranormal communities? I did tell Dave uh, one of our podcasts. I think it might have been it was one of the first two. I think he asked me. He he talked to me about the ghost hunting stuff. He asked me if I've ever done a Ouija board. I told him no. I told him kind of your story. I said I had a, a cousin who had messed around with a Ouija board and decided never to never to experience that again
1: yeah we did I did it a few times when I was younger. Um, we played in like graveyards, all sorts of things, and nothing really amounted in like the graveyard because who 's going to haunt a graveyard i mean
0: yeah it kind of goes against a lot of the philosophies of ghost hunting you know you i mean you have a different you have a couple different types of philosophies it seems like i mean you have some people that believe in like the the um, aspect of like it's almost imprinted in the ingrains of like the establishment and the sense of like it lives on in like the wood and the materials like the actual like yeah touchable things then you have people that you know think it's more the spiritual world i know i've heard some theories about like when they talk about like cracking and stuff of the wood and walking it they they think it's like almost like an imprint of time um I mean, I've heard the spiritual world. I mean, there's the religious side of it. There's
1: there's a lot. I mean, I think people, as long as people have been alive, have been trying to find an answer for death and what happens. And um, I don't know if we'll ever actually find out until we die.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to think about. So, Hopefully, I always say, there's so many religions out there, there's a very good chance one of them is correct. I just hope it's not the Egyptian one, because... We're all screwed, if that's the case. It's not being, ancient. Not being buried with any of our belongings.
1: Yeah, they tell us, you know, you can't take it with you when you die.
0: No, but you can try. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting going and doing these. I mean, you weren't there for Crescent, but Crescent was a pretty good experience. Uh, I almost wish we would have had either more people or more time. It was just kind of so big, and we were there for three days, but in three days, you couldn't get a lot out of the way. There was so much to do and so much to see, and we had we had some cameras down inside of, like, some of our tunnels and stuff. One of them shut off. Uh, Wait, oh, you, you weren't there. I was going to say you should have, but that's right. You weren't there for that. One of our cameras did shut off, and I think we backtracked it, and we can't figure out why we... We had it down in the tunnel. We had two of them, one facing one direction, the other one facing the other, and they were touching each other in the back. One of them shut off. One of them stayed on. I I, I can't. I don't know why. And the one that shut off, I, we started it up once we realized it was off, and it had a full battery. So it's not like the battery. I I don't know why. It just it's,
1: randomly shut off.
0: Yeah, we couldn't figure out why. We
1: I actually haven't gone through any of the footage from Crescent yet. I started with the most recent one which was the Greenville Manor and then haven't quite worked my way back but I think maybe fresh eyes on that footage because I wasn't there so I didn't get to experience stuff I may be able to pick things out that were like hey what was that or yeah, mark
0: I mean, that could be I it, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think the other problem with this is I feel like there's too much opportunity to miss something there's so much stuff and there is almost the inevitable that unless you do it in really, really tiny bites or you can just set it, like, unless it's like a full-time career, it would be hard to sit there and find the time to go through things, that detail, without, in a sense, losing interest and slack. I mean, you're going to start slacking at a certain point and start missing stuff. Or, or
1: Yeah, well, you get tired of just watching the same stuff over and over again or just at super quiet points. It's hard,
0: Or I feel like you you almost, you're looking for stuff so much that you almost start hearing and seeing stuff just because you're looking for it and not
1: because it's actually there. I think a lot of ghost stuff has to do with that. I think it's sort of people misinterpret things rather as, oh, what was that? Oh, it was a ghost. Yeah. And it was really like, oh, the wind was blowing against the tree or something. So I guess the Big
0: question is, what experience got you into ghost hunting?
1: Okay, so this is a good one. Um, It's probably when I was about 17. I was at my mom's house. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this, because I don't know if I ever told her this story. (laughs) I was in the shower. I was getting ready for work. And she was talking to me on the other side of the door. And I'm talking back. We're having some sort of random conversation. I finish up getting ready for work, and I go downstairs because I was going to ask her, hey, can you drop me off at work? And I can't find her anywhere. So I go back upstairs. I'm like, well, maybe she's in her room. And I go in her room, nothing. And her room, you can see out the back of the house. Her car wasn't there. And I'm thinking, where did she go? And this was before, like, cell phones were super big or anything. So I'm like, who was I talking to? So I called her work, and she's still at work, 45 minutes away. Yeah. I have no idea who I was talking to. It sounded just like her.
0: Did you see them? Just, just
1: no, nope, because oh. it was just she was talking to me. I was in the shower getting ready for work, and she said something through, like, the bathroom door and in the shower, and we had a whole conversation, and she wasn't home. So I've never had anything experienced like that again. Um, but that was definitely, like, one that really piqued my interest, like... In the paranormal. From her.
0: unexplainable you know, is really what it comes down to. I think that's yeah. the, I think when you talk about that paranormal, I think it's... It, everybody... It, this isn't like... Uh, uh, you're not running around looking, hunting for ghosts. It's not Ghostbusters, you know. It's... It's just trying to, I think, explain the unexplained. And th- there's so much that I think goes on... That, in a sense, could be unexplainable. It doesn't necessarily mean it's ghosts or spirits. It's just, it's very spooky, in a sense, and, and and trying to get to the bottom of that. And I have similar stories. I know in the last podcast, I won't drain on the story, but I talked about uh, your, your mother's photo, and uh, she had a painting, and I saw the spirit walk behind me when I was coming down the hallway one night, and that. Um, other than that, I... I don't remember too much I don't remember too much inside the house I I, I mean, I I don't know about the house you grew up in I I don't There was not too much that ever made me feel unsafe In a sense, about the house I grew up in Uh, That that seeing the ghost walk into the thing was much later in life Uh, There were a couple rooms I didn't like That I will stand by I mean, there there was a guest bedroom uh, behind the stairwell I didn't like I, I always got a weird feeling in there. I, to this day, I, I still can't say I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I don't know why. I don't particularly remember any direct experience. I, I do remember one time as a kid. I was I went in there to get something, and while I was while I was in there getting it, I remember. I mean, I, clearly, I looked up, and when I looked up, I saw. I saw somebody staring at me. So the room was it was kind of weird in the sense that it had a closet, but the closet had like a hole in the wall cut at, well, it was like a framed hole I don't know why and, but there was like a hole in the wall. And when I was leaving the room, it had higher windows. It was on the first story. So the windows weren't like traditional windows. They were kind of just up higher and they were at like eye like head height. So when I walked out, I was like looking into the window and I didn't think anything of it and like as I'm, like, looking, I just see a face in that, like, hole in the wall from the closet looking out, like at me. And I remember I ran downstairs, got my parents at the time, and I was freaking out. And that, I mean, I, I, I had always had a bad feeling about that room, but that just kind of elevated it a little more. But, and going back, even like I, I said about seeing that ghost walk across the hallway... When it walked outside, of, at the time, my bedroom, and it crossed over the hallway, it it went through a wall, and it would have went into that closet of the room where I saw that face when I was leaving. So it's just a very odd feeling, but I, I can't really recall too much more of my own experiences happening in that house of anything that I would classify as paranormal, except for a busted light. I did have a busted light that I got yelled at for. To this day, I will... Stand standby was not me and that was I remember I was a little kid I was walk they were doing renovations of the bathroom upstairs. They were putting in new lighting I think so they had the ceiling all ripped up. So there was no lighting inside of the, the bathroom at the time. So the only and it was the only bathroom with a shower. So at the time our lighting was one of those like LED work well, it was a like a work light, but I don't think LEDs was the thing back there. It was just a light bulb. And we had one of those in there. And I remember I was walking down the hallway to go to my room. It was during the day. Actually, you were there. You were visiting. You guys were outside on the porch. Okay. And Chloe, this is right when she was born. Um, I was walking down the hallway, and I heard a crack in the bathroom. And I ran downstairs and ran out on the back. And I, I had truly, at the time, as a kid, I thought somebody was breaking into the house. No, no, and it, like I, it sounded like somebody smashed out a window, you know. So I remember I ran downstairs and I I told uh, everybody was sitting on the patio on the back. I said somebody's breaking into the house upstairs. So my dad went and went upstairs, and when he went into the bathroom, the light bulb inside of the thing was was busted, and he yelled at me for it. He told me I broke it, and I told him I, I didn't, and then we had a back and forth, and I, I got I got in trouble for that one, but I to that day I I I remember that very vividly, and I don't. I can't explain it I don't
1: know I don't remember that one I do remember the one where we were we were little we were there for like Christmas or Thanksgiving or some sort of holiday that we spent the night for and my brother and my mom had slept downstairs I think I would slept upstairs on the couch and my brother looks up and goes why is there smoke in here and he's looking at the ceiling, and then my mom looks up, and there is. It looks like smoke is going across the ceiling. And she's like, well, that's weird. And she thought, well, you know, your dad was a smoker, you know. And she's looking around. She's like, he's not down here, though, and he's, he smokes outside. He does not smoke in the house. So it was kind of unexplainable what this mist going across the ceiling in the basement was.
0: Yeah, I, I, I never had a misty story. I, I definitely was never a big fan of the basement. It was a finished basement, but I, I never... I mean, I, never, I didn't mind it with the lights on. I never liked it in the dark. Because originally, the light switch was on the opposite end of the stairwell. So you had to basically shut off the lights, walk across the dark room to uh, to go up the steps. And you had to do it all in the dark. So I I never was a big fan of it. But that could just be the dark.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily like the dark too much either. I think more because I'll trip over things, but there's always that sort of sense of doom about being in the dark. Like I, well, the key I,
0: takeaway is when you think about it. At the end of the day, nobody in the world is afraid of being alone in the dark. They're afraid of the exact opposite. Yes, That's... they're
1: afraid of something else in the dark. I uh, I recently was at work and I went to a very historic old building. It's a funeral home. And I had to sort of psych myself up to go into this old building because it was built in like the eighteen hundreds. I mean it is ancient, they're renovating it, you know. And it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, oh my god, it's three o'clock in the morning. All I think of my son's shows going, This happened at three AM and I'm like, Oh, I gotta walk into this place. But so put my big girl pants on. Went in there, did what I had to do, and I didn't get a... I got a really, like, weird, ominous feeling as I was leaving. So I was okay the whole time I was in there, but then I'm walking out the door, and, like, full body chills, and I was like, I gotta shut the lights off and leave now. Like, I'm maybe not, I'm not sure, maybe, but it definitely was not my favorite place to go by myself.
0: Yeah, see, that, that's kind of my problem, what I kind of have with Cress was the sense that I, I, I didn't really... I didn't have any real bad, I guess, vibes, in a sense, while we were there. I mean, the problem with Crescent is there's hours of video that human eyes haven't even seen that we have on some drive somewhere, so who knows what, what could be out there. I don't know about, you know. But I, I didn't really get any feelings. I know some of the people I was with were uh, did. I know Dylan and that there was one particular building... But they did not want anything to do with. It. They didn't want to go in there. Um, so he, I know, uh, he got a, uh, he got nervous. He started freaking out. He heard something talk in his ear. He was standing in a hallway messing with, a, I think, a recorder, and he heard something talking his ear. And he had the cameras, in, and he started freaking out. He was, he was done at that point. I think, I think at that point, if it was a hotel, he was checked out. Like, you know, no vacancy. He was he was ready to leave but we were locked in this prison in a sense you know it's it's kind of weird because in a sense I and I've said this before but I almost had the opposite feeling inside of there like when we when we got locked inside of the prison there was almost a sense of like safety and security over top of me like I'm inside of this fort like I'm in like an impenetrable fort like you would have to do some work to get in here like there's barbed wire and like three levels of fences you'd have to get through to get to me and uh, I just like there was almost like a se- more sense of, of security I think when I was in it than there was of like fear or anything like that it never really came over I
1: think a lot of it has to do with the sort of vibe that you go in with as well I mean if you're there and you're really afraid of this stuff I think you're going to have sort of that transpire come through When you're doing stuff, and if you're there with just curiosity, like I'm there, I'm strictly there because I'm curious. I want to see what happens. It's more in line to have nothing happen.
0: Yeah.
1: And we've gone to places and had absolutely nothing happen. As much as we've tried to (laughs) pull things out, we just nothing worked.
0: I think sometimes you do just hit dead ends. Like there's, and I think I think that's important in in. You know, ghost hunting in a sense, and, and you know, looking after the paranormal is it's important to recognize when you have something, but it's also important to recognize when you don't. And I think that's where some people do. You know, we've gone to some places, and I'm not trying to say anybody's lying. You know, we, we could spend the night in a house and have nothing happen, and I'm not unvalidating the experience that others might have had or experiences others might have gone through in that establishment. I, I can only speak to my own personal experience, in a sense. And sometimes I think that's where the line gets crossed. Is it's like if we spend a night somewhere, and I'm like, oh, "That place didn't scare me; nothing happened." That's not necessarily me saying that you know others are lying or that I don't believe in. The, it's just it, it wasn't for me. You know, I do believe that sometimes with the spiritual and paranormal worlds, it's almost like you got it or you don't. Like I really think that there's some people that. Some people that just kind of have it, and, and you know, and some people that don't, and I, I don't know what could
1: cause that. I, I, I think it's how open you are to really, like, you can say, "I'm open," "I'm open," like, and but your whole vibe is not. Like, you're very closed off, um, and other people could be just naturally open, and stuff is sort of like comes to them frequently. Um, Or they're predisposed to it. Or maybe it's like a lineage that's handed down through generations. I mean, stuff like that.
0: No, I agree. I mean, it it could be a ton of different things. I just, I mean, we have, it's our crazy little family. So it wouldn't surprise me if that doesn't have something to do with it. But I I definitely notice that. I feel like there's some people that, and, and I think, One of the things I tell to a lot of people when it comes to paranormal is I think that in a sense everybody goes through things that are paranormal and I do think that it's the way you look at it and I think that I think everybody in their life whether they think so or not has gone through some experience that's in a sense quote unquote unexplainable however I do think that there's there's other criterias to it you know like sometimes you don't always think about it it's that simple
1: some things can't be explained either. I mean, uh, when I hear some a voice, a literal voice come through a recorder, how do you explain that?
0: Yeah, I, 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 it is kind of, in a sense, the unexplainable. And the thing is that uh, like I think about experiences I've had where you don't, like, something as simple as you're taking a shower and, you know, you bend over to do something or pick something up and a shampoo bottle smacks you in the head. Like, that's things in the heat of the moment. You're not like you're not like standing up thinking, oh my God, like the There's a ghost. Yeah, there's yeah. a ghost in here. But then later on when you think about it, you kind of have that experience of like, well, that's strange. Like what was that? You know?
1: Yeah, I mean I think it's a lot of unanswered questions. And that's why I enjoy ghost hunting so much, because it's not just black and white. It's there's so much in between. And you can get as deep and as dark as you want in it. You can get as light and as simple as you want, or you could just ignore it altogether.
0: Yeah, we stay pretty hybrid. I don't think we get too
1: no. deep. I don't. I, I try to always like remain respectful. I have rules when I go into places. Like, I always say hello and I always say goodbye. I never touch anything that's not mine and I don't take anything. You know, I'm not bringing anything home with me. We had, I had an experience one time with, uh, We went to this old graveyard, and we were just looking at tombstones. We were just reading them. And for, like, three days, when I got home, stuff was happening in my house. And I bought my house because there was no, like, weird vibes in it. Like, it just felt empty when I bought it. So all of a sudden, I have, like, this weird stuff happening in my house. And I kept dreaming about this, like, little girl, like, breaking my TV and doing all this stuff. And my cabinets, I watched my cabinet door open. Like, I was sitting on the couch, and I watched it just swing open, and I'm like, what is going on? And I got, you know, frustrated. I'm like, get out of my house. Like, you can't be here. Like, go away. Um, And nothing, nothing's happened since whatever it was completely went away. But, like, all the weird things, like, happening in the middle of the night. My cabinet doors open. um, Like, weird noises in the hallway. Gone. So... And I, the only thing that we had done was walk through a graveyard and like read the names off of these tombstones. So it's just—I think maybe we picked something up. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, who who knows? I mean, it, it could be a million and one things. So. I mean, kids' spirits are the the interesting ones in a sense.
1: Um. Yeah, they're they're. I would much rather deal with an adult spirit than a child spirit. I think. If you could know what they were, just because of sort of the. Is it really a kid?
0: Well, I, I think that goes back to a deeper root, and that's the theory that, you know, people believe that demons can take on the form of children, um, which I think is why a lot of paranormal hunters and stuff try to avoid children at a lot of cost because there's a lot of theories because I mean it's all deep rooted if you really get into the the meat and potatoes of it in a sense Uh, if let's say let's say we go with the philosophy of like spirit or soul and time so that in in a sense you're kind of trapped here based off of your soul and life experiences the problem with that type of theorem with kids is what life experiences have they had like what's keeping like their spirit like in, in that sense like there should be limited impact by them on, on things and objects. And, and that's where I think it gets a little weird with the with the child spirits in a sense. And almost in a sense dark because if a child has gone through something that deep, like that must have been a very traumatic life experience. And I, I kind of believe that in some of these like orphanage houses you see. And I know some of the like old uh, homes for you know, people with mental disabilities and stuff, uh, I think that what was really big was that I, I think it almost was a torture, and I think that these, these kids in a lot of senses were treated almost like more like adults. Some situations probably more like animals than, than like human beings. So I think that when you have a spirit like that that might be stuck or, or you know, staying behind, I think it's really traumatic for me to, to try to, you know, think, of that, think that through.
1: Yeah, um, especially I mean, think that we know better, so we do better now. But having those places where they were confined, they were treated inhumane, treated you know, more or less like livestock, that maybe a lot of other things can get mixed up in all of that sort of energy. So you have not only the people there suffering and the children in that, but it sort of is like a breeding ground for darker, more malicious things to come in and pretend that they're that helpless child in that situation. Or maybe they just are that child. That's what's really hard about the paranormal is you can't always... You won't always know what is what. And you just sort of have to protect yourself and... You can gather as much information, or you know, things from the situation. But at the end of the day, you'll never actually know
0: who you're dealing with, exactly, or what they're capable,
1: of. or what they're capable of. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, we. Some of these places, I, I will admit, when more like the, the the Manor Hill or Greenville Manor, that one had an ominous, it had a very negative vibe to it when we when I went through it. I mean, I, I definitely got. Some
1: negative vibes throughout the building. I think a lot of it was like the aesthetic that they had set up. I mean, they had coffins laying around. They had like the the child coffin in the corner was kind of like bizarre to me as a haunted, even like a haunted attraction. Sort of thinking about children dying is, I don't know.
0: Taboo? Yeah, maybe
1: a little bit Taboo. Maybe it brings a more creepy aspect to it. I'm not sure, but it was – I would have liked to explore that place a little longer, I think, maybe a day or two more.
0: more time. I mean, we got, we got stomped out by the snowstorm.
1: Yeah, I wasn't expecting the snow. Yeah, I mean, but...
0: it, I don't think anybody was expecting snow. It. it was, what, November. Yeah. yeah, it was in November, I, the beginning of November. I don't think anybody was expecting a freak snowstorm that night, but we did, which uh, ha, kind of had me spooked out because here we are in this place, and now suddenly out of nowhere, this uncalled-for snowstorm starts, and I'm almost half afraid we're going to get like snowed into this place <laughs> overnight, and I'm like, great, I'm going to be spending the night here inside this, this we were place. We're
1: stuck, and it's cold, too. There's no heat. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a good... Thing. I think we did find some good stuff there, though. Um, what was it? The, uh, the connect went off a lot.
0: Yeah. That, you were monitoring the connect. Yeah.
1: Like, I thought, I thought that. I always think that thing's pretty cool. But it definitely, like, when I first went into the, it was called the viewing room, um, there was a big wooden chair. And it mapped a person sitting in that chair for a good couple seconds and Dylan was standing and I was just trying to set it up so I didn't even have anything recording at that point and, but Dylan was there and I was like Dylan come over here quick and as soon as he took one step forward towards me it was gone and then it was on the ceiling but it was still the person shape it wasn't like mm-hmm. it, you could you just saw it move from one to the other and I was like wow this this is bizarre and then all night it would just like map people doing things like Like reaching out their hands, or the one where the child coffin, where that coffin was with a doll in it, it really was over in that corner, whatever it was mapping, was constantly over there. And it would come and go. Um, Like it would come towards you, and then it would kind of walk away. If you were like, oh, put out a hand, it would put out a hand. Like just some really bizarre things. I didn't get it anywhere else in the house, though. Like I tried upstairs, I tried in the attic, I tried in the what they call it, the Faraday cage room. Nothing mapped in any of those things. It was only in that one room with, like, the pew and the yeah. little coffin and the big chair.
0: Yeah, no, I, I remember the different rooms. Um, I didn't like that one bedroom.
1: The one with the, the lady in the dress? No,
0: no, no, that one didn't really bother me, too. No, that back bedroom, the empty one with just the bed frame and,
1: Oh, the the blue one, the blue room. Yeah, yeah, the one they said there was haunted by a demon. Yeah, I
0: didn't yeah. like that. One. So I that did, was the only one I didn't get a good feeling in. I after.
1: got something when I went back to review the footage. I got it. It's it looks like a man. There was a grate on the wall, and maybe and that's why I was like, oh, I want to go back there and see if I can make this like happen again. It looks like a man standing there, and you can see his eyes, you can see his nose, you can see his, like, a very long beard standing right behind that grate. It's super creepy picture, and I'm like, am I seeing things? Like, what is this? Yeah. Um. But I got that out of there, and it's like a flash of the camera, so I'll have to show you that picture then.
0: Yeah, I'll have to see that. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't got to, I mean, I definitely, I, I feel... Pretty satisfied in my current residence. I don't tend to have too many problems here. Uh, never really done a full on ghost hunt here. We did a little bit of one to test out some stuff. We picked up that voice in this room, actually.
1: I think it'd be hard to do a ghost hunt where you live. I mean, you gotta be pretty brave to do something like that.
0: Well, it's like, how do you come back? Yes. How is do that, you turn that off? Is the problem. It's like, if, if, I think that's the biggest gist. It's like when I go, when we go ghost hunting, if you're inside of a place and a spirit, you know, gets nasty or starts talking to you like crazy, like you pack up and you leave at the end of the night. If you live here, like, that's going to constantly be in the back of your mind. You're going to think about it all the time. you are got to think about it any time you're around that area. Any time yeah. anything strange or peculiar happens, you're going to think it's, it's hard to get away from it.
1: So then are you manifesting it at that point too? It's sort of like a... When you do stuff like that, I th- I, th- I believe, like, you can manifest stuff, too. I mean, I think people who are, like, super depressed and have, like, tragedies happen and things oftentimes start struggling with paranormal things because I think that energy sort of manifests into... Uh,
0: you think they can feed off of Yes.
1: Well, I don't necessarily think... Nothing really has to be there. Like, a poltergeist isn't really there. It's It's a manifestation of energy. It's not an actual being. Yeah. So you can have depressive episodes and manifest, you know, things flying off your walls. How that works, I have no idea, but...
0: Yeah, I just, it's, it's always, it always fascinates me. I mean, it it, it does seem that, I mean, especially when you get to some of these shows and stuff where they talk about, like, them specific, like, spirits and stuff specifically targeting those people that are down, Mm -hmm. depressed, and kind of, in a sense, like, just feeding off of them and making it worse. And getting them out of those environments to, to try to help I them, I don't know. I guess I never run into a spirit like that yet. Hope, hope I never do. That—that's one thing I'll say though. I—I I can't really speak too much of what philosophy or or what I necessarily believe in when it comes to the paranormal. But I can say that I'm never. I've never been like. I, I know you talk about like spirits coming home with you and I know other pe- I know people who have, that's just never been a fear like it's never been in my mind and, and maybe it's because I haven't experienced that and maybe once you experience that it, it changes you and you have a new perspective on it but like uh, that's just I that's not something that's ever been on my mind it's not saying I don't believe in it or say it can happen it's just like when we go to these places and stuff you know sometimes I can get a little negative and that, that's just never been in my mind like I never stop and think like well I could be opening up a bad doorway or, or, or you know, uh, I could be screwing myself over. And
1: said, See, that's always, like, a big fear of mine. That's probably the, my number one fear, is to go somewhere and bring something home with me. And this is why I always sort of want to be super respectful and you know, kind. I figure if they're going to show themselves, they're going to show themselves. Um, and I'm just here more just to sit and listen, sit and see what happens. Because ultimately, I mean, how often are we really like antagonizing something to happen versus just sitting on the sofa and, you know, the cup next to us falls over or we see a shadow out of the corner of our eye. It's kind of like when we least expect it, these things are happening rather than we're, you know, full face telling us, demanding, you know, show yourselves, do something, knock on a wall, scratch something, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily how much I I get into that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I've never had too much, like, scratching or, or experiences like that. I do think the one thing that I, I think gets overlooked a lot is personal injury. I think that there's been a couple times, especially when we were at Crescent, where throughout the night I would notice something, like a, a scratch bark down my arm or something, but not something necessarily notable because it's not really something I paid attention to prior, and I think that's, like... I had Crescent was a prime example, like you'd be doing something and I shut and I would just have like a big red mark down my arm. And it's like, Well, I like I don't remember this being it, but did I scratch myself? Was yeah, you, like, those like you are, don't know? Like
1: those are I'm not too into because one, I'm a klutz, so <laughs> I run into stuff and bump into stuff and scratch myself constantly. I don't even know it, I just wake up with bruises and yeah, I, I don't... could Crescent,
0: Crescent in particular. I could make a movie of just takes of me falling. I fell so many times. I fell going down steps. I fell going up steps. I bumped into things. I fell going into rooms. I fell. And it was just because we were in pitch black. I mean, we were walking around. I remember walking up these steps in the darkness. I had my camera, and I tripped and fell onto the steps and, like, smacked my head. And I, I made a lot of noise, so the, the people I was hunting with The two of them, they came and met me, and are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like getting up. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, and then are you all right? I'm just leave me. Like, yeah, it hurts. Like, just let me, you know, walk it off. Like,
1: I think oftentimes we're not in you know ideal environments. Not in somebody's house. We're crawling through a barn in Gettysburg. I mean, who didn't come home with bruises that night? Absolutely. You know, we're walking through fields. It's pitch black. It's dark. We're climbing rocks. We're, you know, we're going into abandoned the little sheds and things. Like, that shed was full of glass and spiders and, you know, rocks and sticks, so...
0: Spiders bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things it could be. So that's where I think... I, I, I don't necessarily know, like... There's a lot of times where I've specifically noticed, like, scratches or something on me, but I can't kind of remember, did I do something to it, or, did, like, did I just scratch my arm a couple minutes ago and not think about it, and, you know...
1: I mean if I was sitting here and all of a sudden a giant bite mark appeared on my arm, I I may start questioning you know my surroundings, but
0: have you ever had that?
1: I haven't and I hopefully never will. That's how I think I think that might be the end game for me. If
0: <laughs> you had a bite mark, you you call it quits. I'd
1: probably call it quits.
0: Yeah, I don't know what could get me to call it quits.
1: I don't I I've seen things even um have sort of like creeped me out again at my mom's house. I saw like an elderly guy in a big black hat. And now our house was built like one hundred and fifty years ago, so there very well could have been people who passed away in there, I guess, or you know, around it. We could pull the records up. We could pull the records <laughs> up. I don't know if she wants to know.
0: <laughs> Probably not.
1: But the one that creeped me out a lot was I was in bed and I saw like some sort of. Something I don't know what it was, like crawl across the ceiling. That one, that one got, I think I slept with the lights on after that night.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never had a lights on type of night recently. I, I do, you know, I do think, I think in a sense, I almost feel like I had more paranormal experiences when I was younger, like as a child. I, I think children
1: like are a lot more open than adults.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's... I think that what really comes into question is, like, the figure of imagination. You know, like, you you have, let's say, you have a, a son, and he's got a... a like, a, an imaginative friend. Is it? Or is it something, like, we don't understand, or we can't... Say? Like, I mean, oh, it opens... Like, I guess it's the human mind, like, is that... If... if, and I'm saying, like, if 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 you have a son who's physically pl- like playing with somebody that's not there, is that just kids being kids or or could there be more of an explanation to it? And I, I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but
1: I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I remember playing with imaginary people and friends when I was little, but not uh, not to the point where I thought they were real. Like it was You know, just using your imagination. I never had that, like, thing where I thought, you know, a person was actually there. Now, I know it does happen, and there's actually kids with, like, stories later on in life where they find out that this person that they were playing with was, you know, a kid that died somewhere or something like that. But
0: Yeah, I I mean, the reason I bring that up is, I mean, my mom, growing up, my mom... uh, claims of seeing a kid a couple times in our house and I, I don't ever remember seeing a kid myself but she does talk about a lot of experiences where I, when I was a lot younger where I would be playing with somebody or talking to somebody who wasn't there I mean I, I don't remember it but I mean it, it's all and re- referring to it as like my friend stuff like that and I know that spooked her out but like I mean, th- I don't remember anything about it. I don't. I mean, I was so
1: young. I, I remember a little bit of her talking about that when we were growing up. Um, and I remember Dylan also playing with a little girl that lived here and, like, some sort of, like, weird interactions that went with that. What I remember about your mom the most is her talking about... Um, like the lights going on and off where she was like you know stop turning lights off and it would stop turning the lights off or she would see like something walking underneath the door like a shadow or something like those yeah. those definitely creep me out especially you know coming from an adult who's lived here in the house when I was a kid I'm like oh my gosh maybe there really is a ghost here
0: yeah I, I mean it's I. it's one of those things where I I guess in a sense I try not to allow that to happen like I try not to leave lights on. I, I, I almost don't welcome it, yes. in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, yes. The one thing I cannot stand, and I don't know if this... I can't necessarily say if this is spiritual or, or anything goes related, but just a personal preference. I cannot stand, like, mirrors in a bedroom. I can't stand... I don't whatsoever. like mirrors.
1: The only place we have a mirror in my house is in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, I don't... I can't stand mirrors in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I know, like, my parents always had, like, a standing mirror in the corner of the bed. I couldn't do... I can't... I don't know why... I don't know if I, like I said, I can't necessarily say it's spiritual. I just that's always been like almost a phobia in a sense. I I can't sleep in a room with mirrors.
1: No, I can't either. When so we lived in this house, um, it was in Linglestown, and it was built by my husband's grandfather, and it was so uncomfortable in that house. Like as soon as the sun went down, it was unbearably uncomfortable to the point where if he had to work that night. I would take my oldest and we would go to like Walmart until 11 o'clock until he came home. And even he was so uncomfortable with sleeping in the back bedroom. He slept in the living room if I wasn't there. I was at my mom's house or something. Um, But the back bedroom had a full wall of mirrors in it. And when you would sleep in there, you would have horrifying nightmares. I mean like crazy, like demonic, like real dark nightmares we would hear voices outside and the, this house was up on top of a hill. there's nobody around. Um, there's nobody outside like or even anywhere close to this house. and we would hear voices like there was like a party going on right outside our bedroom door because it you walked from the bedroom out to a patio, so we would open that door. there's nobody out there. it's pitch black. it's three o'clock in the morning, you know it's super dark, but it would consistently happen. We would hear. Um, screaming in your ears while you're asleep, uh, what else would happen? Oh like dog like a dog claws or dog you'd hear like dogs walking down the hallway, yeah um like their nails clicking on the floor we didn 't have a dog we, the toys would go off and like roll down the hallway, and the house was so compart like it was so compartmentalized that it was it was like creepy going to each room because each room was like sectioned off by itself.
0: Yeah, so when you were walking through there, it's almost like walking through like a maze or something.
1: Yes, yeah, it was like a maze, and it just felt, you felt, every room felt so isolated from another room, even down to the bath. even being in the uh, bathroom was uncomfortable. The only, like, space I felt safe in that house was the living room. And I don't know if it's because it was, like, lit more, but it felt like there was, like, a barrier from that living room from the rest of the house. It was just, it was bizarre.
0: The other people that lived there think...
1: They thought the same thing. I mean, everybody who's I've known who's been in that house always said it has a really weird vibe. But, like, the screaming was really, like, crazy to try and sleep with. Like, you just wake up with screaming in your ears. Um, I don't know if his wife died in that house or not. I mean, I, I heard maybe, but I know he didn't, and he built it. Yeah. I, I mean, and it could have been the land even. So,
0: yeah, I think that can play a big part too i mean i i f- that's where going back to what you said about the graveyards, that's where kind of I have a hard time with that is I feel like it, it you can't have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. right like you can't have a spirit that haunts a house because this was a the house they lived in, but then have that same spirit haunt like the gra- i feel like it's they're either Souls are either in in a sense connected to items and property or time. Yeah. Or they're connected to themselves. One or the other. I, I don't think you can have it both ways.
1: Yeah, I think maybe. I think the only I think maybe if something was like tragic, like when we talk about like land being hunted, I think we talk a lot about like um Native Americans and the way they were, you know, killed and not buried properly or you know, everything was very traumatic, and I think maybe that sort of has some. Like, if you're thinking about like the land being haunted, that would. Uh, what do I want to say? Um, cause it maybe or yeah, that could be. Yeah, I just versus well, I mean, versus a graveyard. You're in a graveyard. You're buried. You had a proper burial. Like we, you know, you weren't proper burialed.
0: You're barely even a person at that point.
1: I well, you're I,
0: basically just a bucket of bones and skin with slosh in the middle. and...
1: Yeah, well, I work in the funeral industry, and it is. I will, I will personally never be embalmed. Like I've, I've watched it. I've been there, and I just, I think it's. Um, I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. I completely respect everybody's opinion and the way they want to be buried. But personally, I would not want to. I just think it's not my thing yeah
0: um, just throw me in a river
1: that's what I tell just throw me over the back fence throw me in the ocean I don't care like I'm gone I'm not worried about where my so body is with the dogs. yeah I'm good with the dogs
0: yeah no, I I just I I've never had a real I've had some... I call them tear-jerker moments. I've had some moments, hunting ghosts, where some things have happened that have left me, like... Yeah, it's a... That feeling of, like... It's, like, a strange feeling when you just start, like, tearing up. Like, there's so many emotions going through you at once. It's, like, it's... In some sense, it's, like, unbearable. You have, like, fear... Like, scared... Yeah. Nervous, like...
1: Well, and and a lot of these places are built on tragedies. I mean... So there's already that emotional aspect of going in there.
0: Yeah, and I do agree. I think sometimes you, I think sometimes people's worst enemy can be themselves. And what I say with that is, like, if I told you to spend the night in this house, you might not have a problem with it. If I tell you to spend the night in the house and say, oh, three months ago a family was slaughtered upstairs, there's going to be diff- – and I think almost having that in the back of your mind triggers – so so
1: yeah so maybe it's a manifestation of that or or you just heightened your senses are heightened and every little thing you know the the tree scratching on the outside of the house you sounds like some scratching
0: yeah i i think that could play a big part you know maybe there's been a piece of wood a piece of a hard hardwood in the hallway that's been creaking for months but you just didn't notice but now all of a sudden you have heightened senses and you hear that and sets off bells in your head, and you're like, What was that? And y- you don't even remember the fact that this has been going on because you haven't been paying attention to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I do think a lot of it is just paying attention. I think some people are more aware of their surroundings than others. Um, so maybe they don't see it or they don't want to see it, and that's perfectly fine. If you don't want to see that stuff, Perfectly fine. Yeah, there's
0: times and places. I, I mean, I give it that when I'm ghost hunting, I want to see all of it. When I'm trying to go to bed at night, I want to see none of it. That's it's. I think the exact it's same. Very yeah. selective. I I do love some of the places we went, and hopefully we have many more to go to. And we live in luckily. I mean, this state's so history enriched. There's so much. There's so much to do, locally and around the state, um, especially going back in time in this country and. Spiritually, and I think they were really lucky there. There's so much to do in little. You, we have so many little towns out here that just have their own stories and their own identities, and especially when it comes to the paranormal. And I think one of the most interesting things for me is traveling to these different locations and learning their personal stir- story and their their identity, in a sense.
1: Yeah, I like the history aspect of it. is really neat and getting to know, especially the state that you live in. I mean, that's always a good place to start. You don't have to go far. Everybody has a ghost story. So you just follow up on one of them.
0: Yeah, that is true. It doesn't take you long to find somebody who believes in ghosts. It's like Santa Claus for kids. They are. (laughs) There's always one in the group. Right along there with the aliens, Sasquatch. Uh, Hunting Bigfoot. Yeah, never did that.
1: No, I haven't done that either. We did, we did uh, go into the Pine Barrens um, about three weeks ago. What's that? That's it's in Jersey, so we were like, "Oh no, what if the Jersey Devils here?" <laughs> you know, things like that. We had watched, we had just watched something on the Jersey Devil on like some Netflix series or something. I don't know, but. I was, I could see, I could see how somebody would think something was out there, you know, regardless of whether or not the Jersey devil is real. um, It is very ominous. I have
0: no idea what that
1: is. It's, they're just pine trees. They're just pines, like straight up pine trees. And when you look, you just, just to tilt your head a little bit, it looks like people are walking like back there and there's nobody there and it's so almost silent because of how dense the trees are and how dense like the forest floor is yeah. that it it is ominous and creepy and you and i could see how people would think something was sort of lurking around back in I have the no forest idea what the Jersey devil is oh it's it's this legend of how this woman had um, i think a baby with sort of the devil or some sort of curse put on her. And from she, Jersey. From Jersey. And she had, she had this baby and it was uh, like half horse, half like some sort of flying creature and half man. I'm not sure. I'm not, I haven't researched a whole lot into yeah. it, but it was this creature that was born and um, haunts the Jersey pine barrens or just Jersey, in the, you know, in general. Yeah.
0: I've never been there. Is it so it's on, I, a forest? I'll have
1: to check it's, it out. Yeah, it's sort of like a national forest, the one that we went to. It has very pine-heavy. Um, and it's, I mean, it's beachy. You're, you're near the ocean. Okay. So a lot of stuff is pretty sandy and beachy. But it's definitely super quiet and, um, I don't know, we had fun. Regardless, we had fun. Did you go to the beach? Yeah, we did go to the beach. We went to Long Beach. New Jersey? Mm hmm. It was, was nice. Night? It I was nice. Been there. It was cute. It's a cute little town. It's all it's super like beachy. We went to Atlantic City one day or one night. We gambled a bit and lost. And uh, then the next day we went to Long Beach and it was cute beach town. Beach was beautiful. We stayed until um, after sunset.
0: Yeah, I've been to Cape May, mm-hmm. been to Atlantic City once. Um, post Taj Mahal uh, and been to uh, what's the one by Kate May uh, Wildwood Wild, Wildwood. Yeah, yeah I've been to Wildwood a couple times we used to take the family trip out there each year in yeah, August for my birthday fun. week
1: yeah we, we like seeing the beaches I, I really liked um, is it New Smyrna Beach down in Florida that, that's my preferred I've never been to Florida it's, well, I, I booked it two years ago because I was like, oh, let's go to Florida. I really want to, you know, just have a nice, relaxing vacation. We'll go somewhere different because normally you go to the Outer Banks and Emerald Isles. Um, so I booked this beautiful little condo on the ocean. And then I'm like, I'm going to research stuff to go to do around there. Well, as soon as I put the name in, it comes up as the shark bite capital of the world. And I was like, <laughs> I already paid for all of this stuff. So we took a. Family vacation to the shark bite capital of the world.
0: Anybody get shark bites?
1: Not while we were there. The week before, yes, a kid got bit. Um, but nobody got bit while we were there. It was beautiful.
0: I think Pennsylvania's only had one shark
1: bite. Pennsylvania.
0: In our history. There was a I
1: think somebody found an alligator in the river not too long ago either.
0: Yeah, I have, I, there was a shark bite, I guess, at a zoo oh. a few years prior here. I mean, this is going back in a long time. Pennsylvania
1: loves our petting zoos. So yeah.
0: So, I, not, well, it's kind of a common thing, I feel like.
1: In captivity, maybe.
0: Like you said, like, Cape May, they have their own zoo.
1: Yeah. We and have lots of the little farm zoos around here.
0: Yeah, I don't know about Jersey. I think Jersey's, or Jersey, yeah. Uh, well, Jersey is a zoo. <laughs> but now. Uh, I think, uh, I was going to say Florida, I think their zoo just wanders out in the ocean. I, I, don't, I don't think they put walls up. For...
1: Yes, I would agree. Florida is.
0: I couldn't deal with the alligators. That's really it for me.
1: We didn't see any alligators while we were down there. We knew they were around because we went to the, um, is it the Sansible No, that's not right. It's the National Seashore. That it, was a, it was a few miles down the road. From us, but there was a big gator that was spotted all the time sunbathing. We went later in the evening, which we got chased out by the mosquitoes. They are like the size of birds. How are they? They're not really, but they they bite. Like they'll follow you. We would jump in the car, and there would be like a hundred of them in there, just <laughs> eating us alive. <laughs> so if you were off the beach, they were eat- you were getting eaten by mosquitoes.
0: Yeah. I- I get eaten by mosquitoes. Yeah,
1: we do too. Anytime I spend any time
0: outside in the dark or too much, I get bitten up. I have bites all over me.
1: We got bit up just from sitting at your brother's house the other night. I came home with a whole bunch.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I did too. I just don't know about it yet. They haven't started itching. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we got to take another ghost hunting trip. Maybe someplace tropical.
1: Maybe. that I think that sounds like a good one.
0: Yeah. Some sort of,
1: like, old pirate. Yeah, I also, around.
0: we need to, we need to reach out to some of the networks and pitch a TV show where we ghost hunt, but just in vacation destinations. So, that's, that's where we, we go around and we travel to vacation destinations and we ghost hunt there. Like, you, you gotta get somebody to fork the bill for that, and. Yeah, like you said, we'll go to the yeah, Miami we'll, Beach.
1: We'll make the resorts look real good. Yeah,
0: we'll go to Miami Beach, some European country. All the Italy, I'll go. You know, go to ghost Rome. hunt the crap out of them. Yeah, Rome, Rome, to all the
1: Iceland,
0: all these places we can just just ghost hunt and travel to. It could be like traveling with the paranormal. Or,
1: hey, we got to copyright that one quick.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll uh, yeah they'll be sucking up the idea and paying somebody <laughs> a lot a lot better than me a lot more money. But yeah, that would be that would be a, a nice gig. I could retire. I think I,
1: I could p- do that. I think I would give up my uh, current career for
0: to travel and ghost hunt. Yeah. Pack up the bus, take a bus around. I don't know if I could live on a bus.
1: I know I couldn't. I, uh, they're not as big as they look on the inside
0: some of these tour coaches are pretty fake
1: they are but you got a whole crew in there
0: yeah some of them like I know for I believe I was listening to a, a show an interview with uh, Weird Al Yankovich and he said about how when he travels he sleeps on the bus and he said that they put their whole group and everything up in a hotel but he prefers the bus because he said it's his place, he's got all his stuff there. Like he knows where everything's at. It's all his liking, so he prefers the bus over the hotels. He says everybody else that works on the show stays in a hotel, but he sleeps on the bus.
1: It would be hard to like give up your house all the time, or your like your own bed. And
0: yeah, I just feel like it's almost like they're never home. Like you hear these stories, and it's like they they leave for like four months, and then they come back for like two, and then they're back at Gateway for like three. But I guess it's, I mean, they're getting experiences like I couldn't imagine. They're seeing things I I couldn't, like, to to have the stories and just be able to travel around, you know, like that and see all there is to see would be incredible.
1: I think so, too. Not for us poor folks.
0: Yeah.
1: Working our nine-to-fives. Us
0: (laughs) poor's. Yeah. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, it's hard. um, Yeah, us poor's, we can't get off work long enough. It's, it's it's definitely interesting but there's a lot of places i'd like to go speaking of ghosts and, and traveling in florida um i'd love to go down and see uh oh that old spanish city uh it's on the tip of my tongue oh, i can't, it's uh i know a couple of the tv shows have gone there so, oh, oh, oh. Fort something I was saying, maybe not. I can't remember it. But there's an old town out there that was, I guess, Spanish had before, you know, going back a long time before the U.S. and stuff. And uh, it's, it seems like it's packed with ghost stuff. They have, they they have camps and stuff there that you know you can go through. I can't think of the name of it. I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, but. I've always wanted to go there. Kind of see that.
1: Yeah, we plan a trip.
0: Yeah. So I don't mean, have
1: to make a, about a year in advance, but...
0: Yeah. Is it that hard to get in down there? No. St. Augustine's. Okay. That's it. St. Okay. Augustine's. Yes. I heard that's very full it's of paranormal too. stuff. Yeah. I know a lot of people that are into the paranormal travel down there because there's a ton to do. That's there's it. a rich history, yeah. Yeah, goes it goes way, way back.
1: Yeah, that would be a nice vacation destination, too.
0: Yeah, it would be. It's it's a beach. That's Florida. I think Keeps. most of
1: Florida is a beach.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, that is true. It's the whole.
1: But, I mean, you're not going to... There's nothing like a Florida beach, though. I mean, um, I've been to a lot of beaches on the East Coast. Florida beaches are... Have you ever gone tropical? I have not.
0: I've gone tropical. I, I think it's hard to beat that. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe Florida has something I don't know about. But
1: I mean, as far as, I, it's, it's in my experiences, I've never, I've actually never been outside of the United States. When
0: you, when so. you can swim and I can see the bottom from the top.
1: We went. Well, it was clear, I mean, we could see, we could see through the water. It's a lot different
0: than the Jersey water.
1: Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Or um, we went to Maine, we went to York Beach in Maine, that was pretty, I mean, you couldn't see through the water at all, but, and the sand was a lot darker, but it was.
0: I was going to say, you go inside an Ocean City beach, you can't see your hands or arms even after you get out of the water, let alone while you're in there.
1: I've actually never been to any of the beaches in like Ocean City or Wildwood. I've been to like Cape May, but not like on any of those super popular boardwalk beaches because they're so full. Yeah. There's nowhere to park. You have to park like 10 miles away and walk or take a Yeah, I think we always
0: went to the Cape May. Beach. Oh, I know it's it's, it's just the lifeguards is where it came down to, but I know I think that's mainly where we went. I don't think I've ever been out on Ocean City's beach. I've been to the boardwalk a million and one times, yeah. but you're right. I don't think I've never gone swimming in Ocean City. Cape May. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have either. We went when we went to Atlantic City, it didn't it was super, like, commercialized. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't even realize we were at the... I mean, I realized we were at the beach, but it didn't feel beachy yeah. at all. It was... Well,
0: for a while, it was like the East Coast of Vegas. I mean, just... I mean, now with phones and everything they're doing, it's a lot different, but it was hard to gamble back, you know. Casinos were a lot more limited than they are nowadays. Atlantic City was, I feel like, a popping place at its time. It was... It's kind of gone downhill.
1: I mean, it was nice. We went to the what, Caesars, and gambled there a bit. We ate at the restaurant that was inside. So we had fun. We lost all our money.
0: Yeah, I've talked in other episodes about my gambling habits. I try to avoid it. I I just always lose.
1: Honestly, only the second time I've gambled since I turned 21.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I used to live by the casino, so we would go uh, a couple times, maybe a month. I never took a lot of money, though. You just lost it, but It was some entertainment. You got some bang for your buck.
1: You got to try. I mean, you got to try it at least once when you are old enough. No, I agree. So take $100, lose $100, and go home. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, we can go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on again. We'll have to do some ghost hunting, travel around, go to some new places, hear some stories.
1: I agree. We'll have to get some videos
0: out there from, from our adventures.
1: Have to go through the film more.
0: Yeah, well thanks for doing it. All right, thank you.